kind of reminds me of the old days, Shannon and Caribou. We had to sing, preach, sing again, preach. Thankful for a team we can rely on today. Um, praise God. If you got your Bibles, join me in Psalm 150. Oh, hallelujah. It has been a joy teaching and preaching through these psalms. And as many and most of you know, I've written eight volumes so far. The ninth volume will be completed with this message. And uh, once the editors get done with their job and all that, it'll be published into the new year sometime. But um, it's been a joy to walk through these. I said this a few weeks ago, but I, I guarantee you I could re-preach every one of them and not preach the same thing. There's so much depth in these psalms. We're not going to do that, by the way, just letting you know. I'm, God's led me to something from First Peter. We're going to start in the month of February. <clears throat> but uh, I've really enjoyed this, and I, I, I pray and hope that you have as well. Psalm 150, verse 1, praise the Lord, praise God in His sanctuary, praise Him in the firmament of His power, praise Him for His mighty acts, praise Him according to His excellent greatness, praise Him with the sound of the trumpet, praise Him with the psaltery and harp. Praise Him with the timbrel and dance. Praise Him with the stringed instruments and organs. Praise Him upon the loud cymbals. Praise Him upon the high-sounding cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Why don't we do that right now? Hallelujah. Glory. Well, hallelujah. You may be seated in Jesus' name. Joy, hope, life, truth, grace, mercy, and salvation feel the Psalms. But also sorrow, pain, fear, darkness, sin, shame, and guilt are found throughout its pages. But the final Psalm reveals where to praise God. Why? We should praise Him. How we are to praise Him and who should praise Him. Psalm 150 ends on the highest note of praise possible. Every lyric of this six-verse psalm includes the word praise, which could just as easily be translated hallelujah. Thirteen times in six verses, the psalmist used this word praise or hallelujah. It's as if the Psalms end with a prophetic picture revealing that no matter how difficult life may be for the born-again believer, it will end with praise to the Almighty God. Psalm 150 reveals authentic worship from the entire person, mind, heart, and will to all that God is. So where do we praise God? Well, the Bible tells us in verse 1 to praise Him in His sanctuary and in the firmament of His power. I'm just simply preaching today, hallelujah to the Lord. Amen. That's just a simple title. Couldn't come up with anything any better. I hope that works for you. But where do we praise Him? We praise Him in the sanctuary. But watch this. This room, although the wall, uh, outside the wall it says sanctuary, this is not the sanctuary that it's talking about. 
It's meaning that since you are the temple of the Holy Ghost, everywhere you go, every day, you are to praise God. Praise Him when you're by yourself. Praise Him when you're with a group of other people. Praise Him when you're going through the drive-thru. Praise Him when you're on your way to work. Praise Him in the break room. Praise Him in the school halls. Every day, praise Him. Hallelujah. Praise Him in the morning. Praise Him in the noontime. Praise Him when the sun goes down. The firmament of His power is the heavens. And we know that they declare His glory and His handiwork. They already praise Him. So why don't we just join with the heavens and praise Him? In other words, to answer the question where, there really is nowhere you can go where God shouldn't be or can't be praised. If you get on a space shuttle and you go into outer space, praise Him out there. If, if Elon Musk calls you and you ride one of his SpaceX rockets out of space, praise him out there. If you're in Maine, praise him there. If you go to Colorado, praise him there. If you go to the Bahamas, praise him there. When you're on your cruise, Sister Kim, praise him there. Everywhere we go, we praise him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why do we praise God? Glad you asked. Verse 2, praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. <laughs> Boy, that's a, that, that, that one should be real easy because how many of you have known he's done some mighty acts? And I'm not just talking about what we can see recorded in the Word of God, but how many of you can personalize it for a minute and look back and say, you know what? He kept me there. He healed me here. He delivered me there. Come on, how many of you can look at an altar and say it was right here that I prayed? It was right there that God delivered me. It was right there that I was baptized. Come on, how many of you can remember what it was like to go under the water a sinner and come up a saint? How many of you can remember what it felt like the first time you spoke in other tongues as the Spirit gave utterance? I'm telling you, why do we praise Him? We praise Him for His mighty acts. We praise Him according to His excellent greatness. He's healed me. He saved me. He delivered me. He set me free. He redeemed me. I'm born again. I'm heaven bound. And like the old song says, you don't know like I know what he's done for me. It's not trying to be rude. It's not trying to sound arrogant. What it's saying is, Sister Alicia, I don't have time to tell you all day long. It would take me too long to tell you what he's done for me. Just trust me when I tell you he's done so much for me. I cannot tell it all. Well, another old song. Look what the Lord has done. He healed my body. He touched my mind. He saved me just in time. Oh, hallelujah. Is there anybody here that there used to be an addiction that controlled your life, but now you're addicted to Jesus? Come on, is there anybody here that used to be bound to sin and shame, and now you're a bond servant of Jesus Christ? Praise Him for His mighty acts. Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. How do we praise Him? Verses 3 through 5. Watch this. Praise Him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise Him with a psaltery and harp. Praise Him with a timbrel and dance. Praise Him with stringed instruments and organs. Praise Him upon the loud cymbals. Praise Him upon the high-sounding cymbals. Can I tell you, church is supposed to be loud and boisterous. I'll never forget the Sunday. We had a family visit. And one of the things I try to tell our guests is, I will ask in a, in a not a rude way, but I'll say, have you ever been to a Pentecostal church before? If they say no, I'll say, well, uh, 
we get a little crazy. Um, we love to shout enthusiastically and exuberantly, and so you're going to hear that and see that. And, we, you know, uh, we, we're mindful of, of, of others, and we do it in order uh, according to the Bible, and everything we do is in the Bible, but, you know, we can get a little crazy. And I remember this one couple, they're like, okay, it'd be fine. Well, after the service, <laughs> she come up and she says, wow, you guys really are loud. And I'm thinking, well, honey, we probably weren't loud enough. <laughs> And we don't do it to be obnoxious. We don't do it to be loud on purpose. But, you know, there's nothing wrong with going, glory! You don't know what he's done for me. You don't know where he's brought me from. Hallelujah. I I remember growing up in church. (laughs) Anybody remember the war who? Anybody ever was in some of them churches? There was always a sister that, my Lord, we had one in the church. I was about 11 years old. And when she would let out a war up, you knew something was about to happen. And it wasn't this, woo. Oh, no, it was this high-pitched, woo. And all the, you just knew the service was going a different direction. And then for me and my buddies, it was dodge the bobby pins. Because all them ladies with them bobby pins, they started shouting that hair down and bobby pins flying everywhere. We had a little contest. Who can collect the most bobby pins after church? Hallelujah. Ain't nothing wrong with having some exciting church. And let me just say this. If your church is boring, you're in the wrong church, or you're just being, you're not being, uh, applying yourself the way you should. It's all about being excited. Now, now, this, most of what this just said here was everything that's on instruments. And so some of you might be thinking, well, I don't have instruments. Yeah, you do. Amen. Psalm 47 says, oh, clap your hands, all you people, and shout if you got a mouth, shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Why don't we try it right now? Ready? Psalm 47, 1. Oh, clap your hands, all you people, and shout unto God. There are stadiums that brag that they have the loudest stadiums. There are stadiums that will, that will uh, 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 get people to come out and record on, on the decibel record and, and so they can have the record or, or hold the record or keep the record or whatever. And there are places that try to, to make it louder. But one thing that excites me was a youth congress. I believe, Pastor Trevor, you and your wife are there in Oklahoma City that we, our youth congress shouting praises and glory to God broke the record in that, in that uh, arena. Am I right? Yeah. What was that, 2013 or 15, something like that? 17, okay, amen. Let me tell you something. There's something about the praises of God that when you begin to rise up within your soul, when it begins to make its way, oh man, there is something about praise that you can't stop it. So how do we praise Him? We praise Him boldly, enthusiastically on instruments. We praise Him with our mouth. We praise Him in the dance. You don't know what He's done for me. You don't know where He's brought me from. You see, some people think that you can't dance in church. Yeah, you can. I can do it all the time. They say white men can't dance. Well, watch. <laughs> Amen. I'll never forget this young man. Got the Holy Ghost one night. And, uh, and he just, it just came on him. And all of a sudden he started break dancing. I was like, well, hey, let her rip, tater chip. Come on. Hallelujah. You know, he, he was speaking in tongues. So praise God. So who praises God? Well, verse 6 answers that question. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. 
You know, trees breathe. Animals breathe. And they praise God because they're created to do so. But when humanity, who has a will, who can choose between right and wrong, who can choose between sin or not, when humanity begins to exercise that will to praise him, something amazing happens. And the Bible tells us in John 4, 23, the hour comes and now is when the true worshiper shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Watch this. For the Father seeks such to worship him. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. What God is waiting for is for people. What God is seeking for is for people who will worship him, who will praise him in spirit and in truth. So I vote in favor of giving God what he desires. We had this old uh, song we did when I was at Gateway, uh, and and it was one of our praise songs we would do after we'd done our set on the crowd tour. If we got to having one of those services, it, it, it was one of them fast things where literally, you know, you know, the drums are doing this number, you know. When I think of his goodness, what he's done for me. When I think of his goodness, how he set me free, I will shout, 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 shout all night. And there were times we did all night too. Lord, have mercy. But I'm in favor of giving God what he wants. The book of Psalms begins with God blessing man. Verse 1 of Psalm 1, blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. I'm thankful for every blessing God has bestowed upon me. I'm thankful for everything he is bestowing presently and what he will bestow in the future. But the book of Psalms ends with man blessing God. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. If it weren't for God blessing me, loving me, forgiving me, healing me, delivering me, saving me, I would not be able to. To bless him. See, I have been loosed. I've been set free. So pardon me a moment while I have a jubilee. I got a lot of old ones today, I'm telling you. I was going through the archives this morning. Let me tell you. Praising God. Praise team, please come. Praising God brings everything about life and God into their proper perspective. I'm going to say that again. Praising God brings everything about life and God into their proper perspective. Regardless of circumstances, God is always worthy to be praised. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? Hallelujah. Well, we're about to sing another song. It's one of my favorites. It's a little bit newer, but it's still an oldie. Amen. I was telling somebody the other day, we could start bringing some of the old hymns back and some of the new people would think, some of the new people would think it was new songs. So we might just do that, you know, jazz them up a little bit. But uh, they ain't going to know, are they, sister? Hallelujah. But we're about to sing a song I really love and I appreciate and we're going to worship God. We're just going to, today's altar, we're going to praise God. Is that all right? So I'm just going to encourage you to pull out all the stops. If you got to go, I understand. See you. Love you. You know, Merry Christmas and all that other good stuff. We'll see you Wednesday night. But, but we're just going to praise God. We're going to just get crazy for Jesus. I feel like we just need to let him know how much we love him. Before we do that, though, Pastor Lucas, we're so glad you're home. Come in.
I know he will never probably tell you the full extent, but this man has been influential uh, with a lot of leaders. I'm talking leaders that have sat in the Oval Office and sat in Secretary of Defense's office, and, and God has used him and equipped him uh, to help and, and to do great things there. And so we're thankful for what God has done through him. Uh, he does have to go back for a few days. I, I repeat, few. <laughs> Make it plain. Amen. I'll say it again. Phew. <laughs> but let's keep him in prayer. Travel out tomorrow. Yeah, travel out tomorrow. Be back later in the week. And uh, has to give a, a, a report um, that, again, people that are in the know about this have literally, this, is, this has been on the president's desk. This has been on the Secretary of Defense and Army Secretary, all of those different people. I was telling somebody this morning, I said, you know, um, John Maxwell says we're only five people removed from anyone in the world. And Pastor Lucas has worked with uh, his chief. I'm not for sure of the title. You can tell him later and fix up what I'm messing up here. But that chief has worked with the Secretary of Defense, and that guy has worked with the president. So he's just three people away from the president of the United States. And from there, you pick any world leader. And so I, I, I just want to say that to tell you that God has given favor to our associate pastor, and I love him. And before we sing this song, I want us to extend our hands forward and pray for him, amen, right now. In the name of Jesus, God, thank you for keeping him safe these last few weeks while he was there. And God, you're going to do it again. Thank you for the influence you've given him, the wisdom you've given him. Now I pray, Lord, the seeds he has planted in these coworkers and friends and people that, God, you would cause them to be brought to fruition and save people, many people, according to your word. We thank you for it in Jesus' name and give you the praise and glory.